Thank you for tuning in to the Practical Preservation Podcast. Please take a moment to visit our website, practicalpreservationservices.com, for additional information and tips to help you restore your historical home. If you've not done so, please subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud, and also like us on Facebook. Welcome to the Practical Preservation Podcast, hosted by Danielle and Jonathan Kepperling. Kepperling Preservation Services is a family-owned business based in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, dedicated to the preservation of our built architectural history for today's use as well as future generations. Our weekly podcast provides you with expert advice specific to the unique needs of renovating a historic home, educating by sharing our from-the-trenches preservation knowledge and our guests' expertise, balancing modern needs while maintaining the historical significance, character, and beauty of your period home. Sharon Hanby Roby has been an interior designer and a member of the American Society of Interior Designers, ASID, for more than 40 years. She works on projects in many fields, including residential, hospitality, and healthcare, and is a regular speaker for business and women's organizations. She also continues to write for many magazines and web publications, and she is also a regular interviewee on radio. Since 2003, Sharon has been the resident home decor expert for QVC Inc., showcasing the latest in interior design and home fashion to millions of television viewers. In March 2019, Sharon launched her own brand of home furnishings, Home by SHR, on the QVC television network. It was very well received and will be expanding in 2020 with accessory and lighting in addition to bedding and area rugs. From January 2000 to 2005, the Wallpaper Council selected Sharon as the wallpaper industry spokesperson. She used her professional expertise and knowledge as an interior designer and decorating expert to deliver important messages about wallpaper to consumers nationwide. Sharon was the host of Scripps DIY Network's Ask DIY Show and has been featured on the Today Show, Later Today, QVC Inc. Shopping Network, PBS's Handyman, HGTV's Mission Organization, Decorating with Style, Interiors by Design, Smart Solutions, Discovery Channel's Home Matters, Interior Motives, as well as The Maury Pulvet Show and The Gail King Show. Sharon is also a best-selling author. The My Name isn't Martha series of books include my name isn't Martha but I can decorate my home and my name isn't Martha but I can renovate my home the real person's guide to home improvement and beautiful places spiritual spaces her latest book titles in the spirit of simple living series are from guidepost books the simple home was released in October 2006 a simple wedding was released in spring of 2007 Sharon's most recent book is decorating without fear from Rutledge Hill press Sharon thank you for for agreeing to uh, join the practical preservation podcast I read an article um, that you were featured in in the Lancaster newspapers where you're talking about your color consulting and I was curious about that and then I found out you do all this other work too. (laughs) 
I've been around a long time. I've had a, I had enough time to do a lot of things yes. in the same field. Yeah. It's been great. Yes. Um, so how did you begin your business? Well, I knew at seven I wanted to be an interior designer. It was just my mother was the youngest student ever accepted to the Cleveland Institute of Art. So I came by the artistic ability naturally. And um, I was literally re wallpapering my bedroom at 13. And it just became a natural automatic passion for me that just led to a whole life career. Yes. Did you have formal training or? I did. Okay. I started out as a chemical engineer because I was good at math and science. And back in the 70s, they were pushing women into STEM classes. Mm -hmm. Came out with a degree in chemical engineering. Did that for five years. Hated every minute of it. <laughs> Went back to school and got my degree in design. Okay. Very good. Yeah. The... Um, I do think that engineers do think very differently, typically, than artistic people. So yes. I, can, I can see why that would be hard. So was there something in particular, I know you talked about your mom, um, you know, being artistic. Was there something in particular that led you to interior design and the color consulting? Well, interior design is what I've done since 1974, mm -hmm. and then my life has, I've been blessed. I've been able to do so many things within the field. and. In the last, um, the last 10 years, my life has been so busy that I had to start eliminating the full design projects that mm -hmm. I took on. And so that led to the color consulting being one of my primary things. And okay. it's, it's simpler, it's not as involved as taking on a whole project, and that way I get to pick and choose the big projects that I want to work on. That makes sense to me. That, yeah, from a, from a practicality standpoint, especially since you're so busy with all, your other, all the other things that you do that reach more people. Than, than on you know on on um, you know, one on one projects. Correct. So you you chose to work on or to focus on the color consulting because of of your scheduling. Was there something that drew you to that rather than you know well, other options? I'm one of those weird people who has an extra cone in my eye. So I see colors more than most people. So I'm mm -hmm. very I'm particularly sensitive to color, and I realized how important it was to our lives and. One of the things is it's the second strongest emotional trigger. Mm, I and so yeah. it's so important in our lives. And so it became something that I, it, it's not just because I love it, but it's a necessity. Yes, yes. I actually, when you said that you had an extra cone, I heard an art. I, Sunday afternoons, I'm cleaning the kitchen, and I listened to the radio, and they had a whole program about people that can differentiate very small shades. Exactly. And so you, you are one of those people. I am. <laughs> So, um, and I noticed, I, I spent some time on your website, and I noticed that you have a, you know, the simplicity theme. Um, is it hard then when you have clients that are less simplicity focused, or do they, are they, do you just realize you're not a good fit early on in no, the process? actually, because I've never been a cookie cutter designer. Mm -hmm. I never specialized in one design. Some do. I know right. that, and they stay with that. But I've really worked with the individual clients and meet their needs, and since I've been at this so long, I have enough experience that if I have a client who wants it over the top, I'm all in with them. Right. I can do that. <laughs> it's just not, wouldn't be your preference. Wouldn't be my yes. preference. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so tell me about your work with QVC. They, you, you, des you designed their home line, is that correct? I have my okay. own home line okay. there called Home by SHR. We just launched in March, even though I've been at QVC for 16 years and developed their home category in total. Um, now that came to me this past, uh, a year ago, and asked me to create my own brand. And that's been very exciting, and I'm having a whole 
new adventure with it. I was just in New York last week finalizing designs for next year. And it's just, it's like, I just love adventures and I've been fortunate to have many and this is my latest. Yes, that, that's, that sounds exciting. What types of things are in your, in your, in your category, or not category, um, your brand, is that how you would say yeah. it? Okay. So uh, when QVC came to me, they said, we want something that doesn't compete with anybody else's brand here. Mm -hmm. And because you know the industry so well, we want you to come up with something that you think is going to be the best fit for QVC. Well, of course, since transitional design is probably the biggest design trend, if you want to call it a trend, okay. very few people design in one specific area anymore. So what I've created is a transitional design style that will work in most homes. Yes. So that's yeah. what my line is all about, and it's creating products that can allow you to simply transition or uh, refresh your home without having to do everything to, to redo all of it yeah that 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 seems like it would reach a wider variety exactly. or a wider wider base of people the um then you were talking about you started to you went to new york and you've set up your do you have any like previews of the of the trends for next year or is uh, it top secret well, <laughs> well it's a little bit secret but not totally top secret <laughs> Um, obviously, one of the trends we're seeing is we're moving back towards the 70s, and so the color range... Like the oranges. The and oranges the, and the golds and yeah. the greens, and so that'll be represented in yes. the line, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, okay, and I when I read the My Name Isn't Martha, uh, that title, I was like, I know exactly what she means, and it made me giggle. <laughs> Yes. Um, so tell me about your the book series and like what, what your goal was with... I, I feel like your style and, and 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 correct me if I'm wrong, but your style and your brand is trying to make this accessible to people, exactly. and that's and that's what I felt when I read, you know, so the. So glad because that's the, my whole yeah. goal is that to make people realize you can do this. You don't have to be Martha Stewart to have a beautiful home, and my goal is educating you through a process that will help you to do what's important to you in your home. Yes. Yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And the. I know you, was it 16 or 17 books? 17, you, 17 books. books you've written. Oh, that's impressive. I, I, we we have one, and, and that's a lot of work, so I can't, I can't imagine. I mean, the, the process, I'm sure, doesn't get easier. You just duplicate it every time. <laughs> yeah, at one point, I had contracts to write three books with three different publishers, and that was a challenging oh, time, yeah. trying to keep everything straight in my head and stay focused yes. on the right topic for the, each book. <laughs> and so I... Fortunately, have a dear friend who became my full-time associate, and she helped keep the research all organized on the floor. And yes, kept me in line. Yeah. <laughs> I think everybody needs that person. My mom always said everybody needs a wife. I agree with her. <laughs> so, but the, in the um, my uh, like, what kind, what topics did you cover in those series? In How the to series? lay out a room. Okay, you know what to do with windows color obviously mm -hmm. and what I the process I take my clients through for color and um, just understanding how things work together how do you hang artwork on a, on a wall how do you take an, a collage of photographs and make it look like it makes sense and not be all wish, wishy and machi right so I took them literally through every topic within a home and I've done the same thing with my latest book decorating without fear and oh, that's so, a great title too. I I'm I love your titles. <laughs> so it literally identifying your personal style. It's taking you through my the process that I would take you through, but allowing you to do it for yourself. That's great. 
Okay. So, um, okay. So, um, I know that you said you've been at this a long, a long time. Um, and, and, um, I, I, um, appreciate you sharing your knowledge and, and putting it into the books and, and into ways that people can reach you, even if they can't work with you personally. Um, did, are there things that you wish you would have known now, starting out, that you, that you didn't well, know then? one of the big mistakes I made at one point was trying to make it a bigger business. And I ended up um, with Townhouse Interiors downtown, and mm-hmm. I had four designers working for me. And what, ha- what I realized is I was running a business and not having fun. Yes. They were having all the fun and doing all the design work, and I was worrying about payroll. Yes. All these, you know, running a business. Yeah. And that's not what I wanted to do. So I did that for about 10 years and realized that was a mistake for me. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that a lot of business owners go through that because when my parents retired, we, Jonathan and I looked at each other and we're like, do we want to keep doing this? This isn't fun. No, and and we're like, we're gonna, we need to figure out how to make this work for us exactly. rather than us working for it. Exactly. <laughs> That's what it's all about. Yeah. I'm a creative person. I don't want to be a business person. Right. So as a self-employed person virtually all my life, um, it's one thing to work for yourself. It's another thing to have people working for you. Yes, it is. It is. I, I, I completely understand that. <laughs> Um, so would that would you consider that your a major mistake or yeah, yeah. not I, knowing would it be not knowing yourself or just not knowing what it entailed when you got into really it? Didn't know what it all was going to yeah. entail when I started. Yeah, I think that's that happens. Yeah, when you find that out, you're going. Wait a minute. One day you just go. How did I get here? Right. <laughs> it just happens. It just keeps it snowballing. Does. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Are there um, mistakes that you see other people, or that you see people make in either color or interior design? I think the biggest mistake people make is not really knowing their own style and following trends. Mm. And trends are great, but they're temporary, and we all right. know that. And so um, I think that realizing that color, if we talk about that specifically, is the second strongest emotional trigger. And so understanding that your preference for color is going to be affected by your history, your cultural experiences, your ability to see color, and then understanding that each room has a purpose, and the color should match that purpose. And when I say that, my kitchen is my energy place. So I have bolder colors, but the palette is the same throughout the house, but my living room my favorite place is the beach. So my house reflects that yes. beach theme yeah. and those colors. And so it's calming for me because I'm hyperactive. <laughs> I need a home that's going to complement my life and make things easier for me. So really understanding and being able to designate what is the energy purpose of this room. Yes. And then using colors that will be to your advantage in that. Yes. Do you, are there colors that you warn people to kind of avoid putting into their home, or is is it more individual it's so personal? It's so okay. individual that I can't make that statement. Mm-hmm. But I can say that if you start with something you love, and this is the key thing for all mm-hmm. design, I don't care if it's a scarf, a painting, a rug, right. a teacup. Yeah. As long as you have something that you love as your starting point, then you're going to love your room. Right. Right. And I, I agree with that. There's sometimes where people, our clients will look at me and, you know, it's there. They ask me and sometimes we'll say, you know, typically in that period, this is because we're doing, you know, yeah, we're doing historical work. 
but if it's like it could be either way i'm like that's up to you it's aesthetic like at that point it doesn't it, it doesn't matter right. to me i don't have to live with it yeah, right. and it, i'm not saying that from a not caring standpoint no. i'm saying that you need to really like it because exactly. yeah like i know gray has been trending for the last 10 years if you put me in a gray room i'm depressed yeah. i can't function with gray it's too drab for me it's too depressing for me but obviously it works for a lot of people right and, and that's wonderful. It's a great neutral. It's a great background for other people. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I, I, I understand what you mean. Um, so do you have any advice or tips that you'd like to, um, to, to that you have for our listeners? Any, any, any words well, of wisdom? it is realizing um, that every person in the family is going to have a different palette and that the key is to find three main colors for the whole home. And then you can have several secondary or tertiary colors to complement. But for whomever yeah. the room is most important is the person who gets to choose the final colors. So if your husband wants to cook, that would be great. Give him colors he loves right. so he likes being in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. So really, that, that makes sense. It does. So have a foundation that, that works with everything more neutral and then have accents. Is that? Yes. Okay. So I can make any three colors work together as long as I find something to tie them together okay. with, whether it's an area rug, a painting, or pillows, whatever it may be. So the house overall should have a consistent theme in the open living spaces. Yes. Bedrooms, that's a whole other story. It's personalized, especially for children. Oh, yes. You know, yeah. they, my, my brother had just moved into a new house in Florida, and the kids each picked out their paint colors, and mm -hmm. we went through that. Yeah. That's fun. That's their personal spaces. Yes. yeah. But the main house is going to have a consistent flow of color. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense to me. When you were saying that, it made me think of my, it's not exactly the same, but when I was younger, my mom was very particular on how her house was. But she, if, if I want to have my room a mess, we weren't fighting over it. No. As long as my door could shut. Exactly. <laughs> and then, you know, I got to an age where I'm like, I don't want to live like this. <laughs> space I think that's a good designation you know of like everybody kind of needs their own space they do yeah, yeah. they do yeah. so so how can someone contact you how can they find your books are they my website okay and that's just www.sharonhanbyroby.com okay I'll make sure that's on our website too so people Perfect. can go straight to it um are there any places you'll be appearing or any books well, or specials or anything QVC obviously okay. that's where uh, start to get busy in July and um, meanwhile just working and offering your customers a discounted rate on okay. color consulting and is do you have like a code or did she did she just, just mention that they've just heard the, okay yeah yeah okay I'll make I'll make a note of that too okay is there anything else that you I I feel like I've learned a lot I, I yeah I don't I think that covers most okay. of it yeah. Well, thank you very much. I just much. realize that color is vital to our lives, and it don't is. be afraid of it. I, I think that there's a lot of people who are that 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 are like just all all stark white and nothing, yeah, you know, because that's you know what you need to resell your house or whatever whatever right. their motivation is. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you very much for joining us. My 
My pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Practical Preservation Podcast. The resources discussed during this episode are on our website at practicalpreservationservices.com forward slash podcast. If you received value from this episode and know someone else that will get value from it as well, please share it with them. Join us next week for another episode of the Practical Preservation Podcast. For more information on restoring your historic home, visit practicalpreservationservices.com.